Logan, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Help on the Way podcast, where we are featuring January 17th, 1969 from Santa Barbara, California. I am your co-host, The Game, here with my fellow co-hosts, Nob and Fig. Go ahead and say good evening, friends. Good evening, my friends. friends. It is a slow week in the um, world of Grateful Dead and Grateful Dead music news. And you know what? I probably say this, and then tomorrow, like, some shit's going to go down, and it's going to be like... Like hammered. Bill's rejoining Dead and Company or something, and we're gonna keep going. Oh man, such a slow week. Um, <laughs> we we are recording this the week of Thanksgiving. Um, so that's a little peek behind the curtain of why there's not too much news this week. Um, so um, most importantly, uh, you'll be listening to this post Thanksgiving, it post Black Friday, and uh, hopefully everybody's Thanksgiving day was great. If you participate in the um, shopping holiday known as Black Friday, hopefully the deals were plentiful. Um, other than that, let's just go ahead and dive into this. Um... Did you guys ever do the midnight and Black Friday thing in the before times before Cyber Monday? Um, no. Once. I don't even know if it was midnight, though. It was like, I think they were opening stupid early but not like midnight like 4 a.m early and i think i went to radio shack and bought like a serious radio wow yeah as opposed to get those anywhere now yeah now they're just like (laughs) now they're just like nothing right but that was like the only time i've ever really did any like extensive black friday shopping i think i only did it just to like I didn't do any shopping. I just looked at the lines and been like, oh, these people are idiots. So sure. I just like drove around I my did, car. I did do that. I've once. done that with, I've done that with the SNL standby a few times. I did. Uh, yeah. I used to live near, um, if anybody lives in Berks County, Pennsylvania, I used to live near broadcasting square. Uh, and that is, um, where some of the shops were located in, uh, why missing Pennsylvania. And, uh, yeah, I remember driving past, um, I think the 49ers played on Thanksgiving. So if anybody wants to look back in the history books to figure out what year this was. 49ers played on Thanksgiving. I think they played the Ravens. And I remember either the game was not a good ending or it was a good ending and it was over. And driving past Best Buy. And it was just like a line substantially. Like, like literally like a gargantuan line. And I'm not even sure like what the big sale was that year. <laughs> It wasn't like two or something. Yeah, it wasn't even like a PS2 or like a Switch or anything. Like it was. Yeah, I've I did some quick googling while you were talking, and it was 2011. So. Yeah. So like big things were there then. Whatever big 2011. Um. Shutter shades. I don't. I don't know. Like I, it wasn't even anything. That's why I think I was so stunned, because there were so many people there, and I'm like, there's nothing even cool. Yeah. <laughs> like like we had xbox maybe even like xbox but at least it was like an event like it was like a cultural event like people could True. get together now it's like you know i'll just wait till cyber monday or you know or, or now like the stores open like they never close or something you know like they, there's yeah. no um i don't know there's no um majesty to it anymore oh no like like i bought a ring doorbell on heck last week 
and it was under a Black Friday sale. Yeah, it's your Black Friday. <laughs> yes, you know, it was like yeah, like it's completely lost all meaning. Yes, but anyway, back in my let's... day, Black Friday was special. I remember when we got the Wish Book from Sears. Let's let's bring it back. I remember Montgomery Ward, man. Oh man, I used to walk five miles in the snow every Black Friday just to get an onion from the Target. <laughs> Montgomery Ward really is a callback. Now we really are starting to date ourselves. Monkey Ward is what my dad would call it. I hate Monkey to Ward. say this, but I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. Ward. Well, we're going to take a quick pivot from the Black Friday and shopping nostalgia portion of the podcast to move <laughs> on yeah. to... Um, more more nostalgia. To 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 musical nostalgia. To even older nostalgia. Um, this is January 17th, 1969 from Santa Barbara, California. Um, it was the very first show uh, that the Grateful Dead performed in 1969. Um, and the day after, on January 18th, um, I guess I could say the infamous um, Playboy After Dark appearance happened. But before we discuss that, let's talk about our show for the evening, which is once again January 17th, 1969. Um, this was just a kind of, I don't want to say it was a quick show. Um, it wasn't a long set list, but the songs we got. It was like a snack. It was a snack it of a show. Primal Dead. It was Primal yeah. Dead. Um, everything was kind of everything was just kind of long, uh, but good yeah. um, for the most part. Um, so the show opened up with uh, "Love Light." Then we got "Dark Star" into "Saint Stephen," into the Eleven, into uh, "Death Don't Have No Mercy," into "Cryptical." How do you say that? Cryptical development. And development. Cryptical envelopment. See, we're learning on this podcast. Who denied everybody? Um, <laughs> then we got the other one into more cryptical development. And then the show ended with Cosmic Charlie. Um, Fig, what was your thoughts on um, the show? Uh, yeah, thanks. So I know I'm not alone on this podcast uh, in thinking and in, in really not getting Primal Dead. Um and uh, this was another one that just didn't do too much to me. I mean, like, I it was loud, it was rapid fire. You know, there was there was everything you expect from, um, you know, pig pen heavy stuff um, from Primal Dead. Um, but I don't know, it just did not really do it too much uh, for me. Um, Love Light happened. I, I really, you know, I tried to take notes and I couldn't really take notes um, um, as far as. Um, what happened in Love Light. Uh, and then we get to a Dark Star. Again, Dark Star is one that I actually I do like a lot. Um, you know, it's part of the the dead legend. You don't hear it too much uh for a variety of reasons. So when you do get a Dark Star, it's special. It's just another one of those where I don't know what I'm listening to to say oh, this was a good Dark Star, but this this was a bad Dark Star. I can say that the recording was very, very nice. Uh this was a soundboard recording and Jerry sounded his voice sounded awesome um when he had his vocal parts. Um, I, I did not like his guitar tone. I thought it was a little bit too biting, um, a little too in your face. Um, actually reminded me of Robbie Krieger of the doors, um, hmm. at times, which wouldn't make sense because, you know, the doors were active in the late sixties as well. Um, but that's really all I could get out of, out of the dark star. Just a couple, you know, minor thoughts. Um, I know people can write dissertations on dark star, but I'm not one of those people. 
Um, St. Stephen was, uh, I really like the transition between Dark Star and St. Stephen that really worked for me. And then we get the transition from, I guess it was the William Tell, oh, it's not Overture, but William the Tell bridge. into the bridge into the Eleven, which was dynamite stuff. Um, because you go from kind of like a march into Eleven Four, which is like a, I don't know, like a whirly gig kind of feeling. Yeah. Uh, like a carousel, which is just a really cool way to do things. I know, I know this is not unique um, for this night, but you know that's always kind of cool to hear and to hear them them nail it. Um, and actually, it took them about two minutes to get up to the the whole swirling of the eleven four feeling. Nob, if you don't mind telling us what eleven four is, I, I have sure. somewhat of an idea. I know that that happens. Yeah, why don't you go ahead? So uh, eleven, uh, I'll I'll nitpick and say that we're in eleven eight here because. Um... Uh, essentially, in music, most music you're going to hear is in four. Um, a lot of times, if you hear something that feels more swung, it'll be in twelve-eight time. A lot of doo-wop songs, anything that's ba 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 and that's a lot of Grateful Dead songs. What the Eleven does here is they basically play that one two three one two three one two three one two three, but they just cut off that last eighth note, so you get one two three one two three one two three one two one two three one two three, and it has this slightly off-putting feeling while still feeling relatively grounded. Yeah, each measure just comes in a little bit earlier than you're expecting it. Not to go into my other niche jam band world love. But Billy Strings does a lot of similar things in his jams where he'll take off just one eighth note from a measure to just give this slightly disorienting but still grounding feeling. It's kind of psychedelic. I mean, you know, just from like a musical standpoint. Yeah, like that, that kind of jives with the psychedelic experience and it jives with what the Grateful Dead were doing. Um, so, yeah, the 11 was... Uh, thank you, Dob, for that. Um, that was uh, very educational. Uh, but the 11 was, was free, it was fun, it was loud, it was everything you want from uh, Primal Dead. Uh, and then I really liked when they brought it down in Death Don't Have No Mercy. Uh, it was kind of a good break in pace so that my ears were kind of needing something a little bit more relaxed. Uh, at times it actually reminded me of a Jerry Garcia band song, Russian Lullaby. It kind of has that, that kind of, kind of uh, mystical, kind of, uh, you know, almost like a Bond theme um, to it. Um, and... Jerry had a pretty big closer um, with his vocals on that song, which was kind of cool. Uh, then we get into the other one. It really kicks it back up. Uh, I thought it was a good version of the other one. Um, very loud, very in your face. Um, I I was just writing, you know, there's a lot of feedback, and it must have been Bobby doing the feedback on guitar, because I didn't really hear him doing too much of his usual comping and his Bobby stuff. So that was kind of cool to listen to in the other one. And then we get to Cosmic Charlie, which is one I don't rate very highly. Um, I know some people do. I don't have any notes on Cosmic Charlie. And then they just kind of ended the set. My personal theory is that they were not supposed to play Santa Barbara, California on January 17th, 1969. However, they had they were booked to play Playboy After Dark in Hollywood, California the next day. And someone was like, hey, come play my party. Um, because if you look at some of the... Uh, sources on on the archive and maybe even on Deadlist or something. Um, some someone wrote that it was an unknown um, venue. So you know we we're lucky to have a really great soundboard recording. But you know if, if people don't know exactly where they played, then then maybe it was kind of a one off or something. So yeah, that was January seventeenth, nineteen sixty nine. I'll uh, do my traditional thing, kick it over to Nam. Sure, um, I'll. As the podcast's resident Primal Dead defender, 
Um, I, <laughs> I, I did enjoy this show. I will say, nice. I think it's a pretty good Primal Dead show with a really weak start and a really weak finish. Uh, to me, Love Light and Cosmic Charlie are the two worst songs of the night, regardless like in general of how you feel of those songs, those two are the ones where the energy's just not right for me. Mm -hmm. um, what I do appreciate in this Love Light, and in the show in general, this is a really nice show of Bill and Mickey playing off of each other. This is very early Bill and Mickey. Mickey's often playing with other percussion toys and not a full drum kit, but they're just, they're hitting and emphasizing different parts. And it really does feel like two different percussionists playing together rather than that shoes in a dryer thing you can get from later Rhythm Devils. I just want to um, say, uh, I just want to break in. I, I listened to uh, the Playboy After Dark interview and, and Jerry is, is having a conversation, a very awkward conversation with Hugh Hefner. Uh, you yeah. can see this video on YouTube. And he calls the, uh, I guess, uh, Hugh is asking about the two drummer situation. And um, Jerry um, w talked about it at some length, but like the real takeaway, he, he called it mutual annihilation, which I thought was really cool. And that, like that phrase needs to get a little bit more play, I think, in, yeah. the, in the dead scene. Mutual annihilation. Yeah, go ahead. Um, this is a very good love light if you're looking for that mutual annihilation. A good night in general for the two drummers, <laughs> but I don't know how much of that is just Mickey being really high in the mix. Um once they let Jerry start ripping, and especially towards the end, I thought the, the love light was pretty hot, but it was just a little bit too mellow, especially as an opener. Um, Dark Star is a highlight of this show. I've already sent it to friends of mine that are into Primal Dead because I like it a lot. It's short, but r sweet. It's beautiful, yet dark. It is subtle, yet complex. It's got this very calm, melodic, almost mellow start to it. We go on a really nice journey before we even hit the first verse. For a 13 and a half minute rendition, it is surprisingly patient. The band is building some perfect textural foundation for Jerry's licks. I, the jam around the eight minute mark after Jerry plays that main melody again, it's, it's just awesome. I really like this Dark Star. Um, a short but sweet Steven. It's well played. Somebody blows a raspberry going into the bridge of St. Stephen. You, you, if you listen really closely, you can hear someone in the band. I'm going to say Phil, but I have no evidence of that. Go. <laughs> and it was Good very guy. funny to me. Um, I think I heard I, that. Now that you mentioned yeah. it, I think I heard that. Yeah. Um, I'll definitely echo that the energy on the William Tell bridge and the early 11 is really nice. Um, I thought the 11 jam took a minute to get cooking, but once it got going, it was really smoking. Mickey does this really cool polyrhythm thing where he stops playing in the 11-8 and starts playing in 4, and it's momentarily incredibly disorienting, and I thought, okay, this is where it falls apart, because the 11 doesn't really end. It just usually falls apart at some point, and that's the end. And I really thought that's where they were going. But no, it went right back into the 11-8 thing. It was just this cool, weird rhythm he was doing. And it's one of those times that I really understand what Mickey Hart adds to the Grateful Dead. Nice. Um, really nice transition into Death Don't Have No Mercy. The, uh, Death Don't Have No Mercy is the other song I will rave about just as much as that Dark Star. It is wonderfully sparse. Everyone, I, in general, it's an incredibly patient rendition. Jerry's voice is beautiful. Jerry kills in the solo. It's, it's hard to intellectualize 
It's just pretty. The organ parts are gorgeous, Jerry's last verse is gorgeous, even the feedback is on key. Like, it's a nice <laughs> Death Don't Have No Mercy uh, that is truly a highlight of this show. It is interesting to me that they had this feedback in Death Don't Have No Mercy, and then the Grateful Dead, who are famous for taking five-minute tuning breaks, did not pause to stop the guitar feedback before going into cryptical. No idea. Um, it was kind of a sluggish first cryptical, but once the other one got going, oh, it was great. It was great. Uh, the The other one especially is a highlight in this show. Um, it goes big. It gets quiet. It's got some really nice dynamic exploration before that first verse. The second jam just kind of goes back and forth between two worlds, but I like the worlds and I like the journey. Bobby gets really into the, yeah, there was Cowboy Neal at the wheel of a bus to never ever land. And that was cool to hear. Um, Phil, uh, the, the cryptical afterwards is really nice. It's very mellow, but it's got this nice extension. Phil adds these quiet triplet things and we slowly just start getting quieter and quieter. And that's really cool. And if the show ended there, I would tell you this is a highlight of Primal Dead. But Cosmic Charlie sounds so bad at the jump. I, I've probably <laughs> never said this before on the show, but it genuinely sounded like shit for the first minute or two. I, the, the guitar tone yeah. was too grungy. People were not following the form of the song. The harmonies were not happening. The later half, it doesn't win me over, but it's better than the first half. It's a kind of cool jam, but it's... It's a surprisingly underwhelming finish to what has been a pretty strong show. Um, and as Bob says at the end, they say that's all there is, so I guess that's all there is. Game, what did you think? Um, yeah, I agree with you. Um, I liked the middle of the show, but the opening and the closing was pretty rough. Um, Love Light Pigpen just simply sounded drunk. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Good chance. Just, just very much, just like sloppy with the words and with just his sound. And um, not saying his playing was bad anywhere else, but him and Love Light, eh, not for me this night. Um, really enjoyed Dark Star, however, um, and particularly enjoyed the transition between Dark Star and State and Saint Stephen. Um, yeah. It wasn't anything crazy or anything like that um but very just elegant and smooth and simple and just was like yeah that was really nice um so really nice transition there um the 11 was okay um death don't have no mercy um i i just can't get into that song really um and that's just my personal take on it um it sure. was a nice change of pace from everything mm -hmm. uh but for me i just can't get into it um, Cryptical was good. Other one was good. Um, Cosmic Charlie was just terrible, and I like Cosmic Charlie. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm also Cosmic a fan Char of the song. I'm a I'm a Cosmic Charlie fan. I support Cosmic Charlie. I would vote for Cosmic Charlie. Uh, this one sucked, um, and I don't know why. Um, yeah, like it's I, like, I guess they lost focus or something. It's it's like the Dark Star was so good. The Saint Stephen was so good. 
Well, you're at like an hour and a half of of music at this point. I know, but it's like, how can crazy to me how the end of that cryptical is so thoughtful and they're really focused on making that decrescendo really work. And then Cosmic Charlie sounds like they're new to their instruments. Well, I I will say, I mean, and this is not I know they play Cosmic Charlie, you know, quite a lot after this, but Cosmic Charlie and even like St. Stephen, like they have those kind of proggy, like uh, progressive elements to them. You know, where if you're not focused and you're not on it, you can miss it, and it sounds like shit. Um, okay. And, and, and there's a reason that note, and there's a reason that, that these songs fell out of of the set lists. I think. Also, just because I've googled it out of curiosity, this is the first time they ever played it. No, it's not. No. So I I looked into is that. It not? Okay. It's not. Yeah. Um, okay. I think it was in '68. Like earlier in 68 yeah like i i i was like going down that rabbit hole and then i realized that like the first kind of google hits were not actually accurate um we could get a a double triple uh, triple check on that but i think that's true no you're right i did more googling yeah like it's strange it's like oh yeah this could be the first one it's not (laughs) so after the terrible cosmic charlie Let's look at the next day. Yeah. January 18th, 1969. Um, the infamous Playboy After Dark special. Now, um, I, know, I know we haven't listened. I haven't listened to this today, but I have listened to it in the past. Um, I might as well just run down the set list here. Um, they performed on the show St. Stephen, um, Mountains of the Moon, and Love Light. Um, knob or fig, I will let either one of you take the floor um, and give your thoughts um, on the Playboy After Dark, I guess, special um, performance. I, I think Playboy After Dark was just something that Hugh Hefner was trying to do, like, you know, to be like, oh, yeah, I'm still cool and with it. Yeah, I um, think it was just like 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 a television variety show, right? Yeah, I think I think yeah. exactly. And it's strange that it's in Hollywood because I, I always feel like Hugh was more of a New York thing at that point. But I mean, he had settled in Hollywood, so I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about with Hugh Hefner, guys. Um, but it, it does have a feeling of I don't know, like mainstream culture meeting counterculture, and like maybe that's the whole point of um, of what they were trying to do with getting the Grateful Dead on. Um, there's an interview between Jerry and Hugh, and uh, that's just kind of what it seems like. It's just like. You know, here's a Main Street talking point about the hippies. And, and Jerry's like, well, we're actually real people and, you know, we're not just marketing. So, um, you know, I don't have much to say about hate Ashbury or, or whatever. The interesting thing about Jerry was that he did look like just like he looked like Cosmic Charlie. You know, he looked like uber hippie. He wasn't wearing glasses, which was interesting. He must have been wearing contacts. And the weird thing is, is that Phil was wearing glasses. So he huh. must have gotten contacts later or something. I don't know what was going on. Um... And so they play the first, at least on YouTube, the, the first song they play is Mountains of the Moon. And it's like, it's not even like a hippie song. It sounds like a Jethro Tull song. It's like, like what? Why, why were they showcasing Mountains of the Moon? They could have done, and they, they, they eventually got into St. Stephen, which is more their thing. Uh, and then they played Lovelight. I thought they should, probably should have highlighted Lovelight. That seems more like a Playboy kind of thing than Mountains of the Moon. Like, like what are we doing here? Um, so just a very awkward situation. Um, the dead are known for uh, blowing it when they get their opportunities. Clearly, it did not affect you know them at all. But uh, later in 1969, they would blow 
uh, the biggest gig, um, you know, from I guess mass media knows, which is Woodstock. What so the, this is what how I'm they started '69. What I'm just realizing here, looking at Playboy After Dark, is um, this was Playboy After Dark's first episode. What their their original run? Now this is according to Wikipedia, but their original run was January 18th, 69 through May 31st, 70. Hmm. So if that's accurate, that means they had the dead on for literal episode one. That's pretty cool. Of Playboy After Dark. No, I agree. I, I think that's a very neat... Um, Look, if they gave me a TV show, I know I'd have the living members of the Grateful Dead on episode one. I'd, oh, I'd move heaven and earth to get Bill Lesh into whatever television studio has been dumb enough to give me a lot of money. <laughs> I'm trying to see if there's like a full like Playboy After Dark episode list, just for my own curiosity. Episode guide. Yeah, it's just Mountains of the Moon does not seem like a very Playboy type song. Well, it's interesting because I wonder because they were in the process of recording Oxamoxoa at the time, which Mountains of the Moon as well as St. Stephen appear on. And I wonder if that's what was in their minds was, hey, this is a song on our new album. Yeah. Because they feel you can uh, they play Mountains of the Moon a lot in 69. You can tell that they feel good about it. Uh Compared to some of the other Oxamoxa songs. I wonder if that's right. what they were thinking. Do you know well, who appeared with the Grateful Dead on the first episode of Playboy After Dark? Hugh Hefner. Um, Besides Hugh. Um, I keep thinking of funny celebrities that weren't alive at the time. Like, I don't think Guy Fieri was there. Taylor Swift. Uh, <laughs> Who was on the episode game? An American comic actor, comedian, and writer, Sid Caesar. Huh. Uh, I was gonna okay. say I was gonna say Sid Caesar. <laughs> You're gonna say Sid Caesar. Just gave me a second. The the picture I think will look familiar for you fine folks. I definitely the name didn't for me. Um let me post it in our little podcast chat so you can see who I'm referring to. I'm uh, unfortunately too much of a comedy nerd to not recognize Sid Caesar by name alone. That is my burden to bear. <laughs> Definitely recognize his name. Why can't I paste? Why am I having a hard time with this? There you go. That's the one. There he is. Here's Sid Caesar. He, him, along with the Grateful Dead on the premiere episode. It's a motley crew. Playboy <laughs> After Dark. All right. So, Book of the Dead. Um, I'll kick off this. Um. No. <laughs> I'll I'll say no as well. I'm I'm not categorically against Primal Dead. I'm not at all. It's just this was no Gr great recording, fantastic recording. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. I'm a big Primal Dead person. I wouldn't put this as one of my favorite Primal Dead shows, so I would say no. But I would put that huh? Dark Star and Death Don't Have No Mercy in my Book of the Dead. Cool. Yeah, because you were, uh, you said you were proselytizing the Dark Star, and, and it's true. Someone, friends, so. someone had to say a dissertation on Dark Star tonight. 
No, I appreciate it. Because honestly, every time I hear Darkstar, like, it's cool. Like, I love what they're doing. It's just, I don't know how to talk about it. Yeah. But that's my burden. This week in Reddit comments, we once again have absolutely none. Um, but that's okay, because actually we aren't stickied. Um, at the time of recording, there are a few other um, sticky threads up there currently. So no Reddit comments this week. Um, looking forward to next week. Um, I believe this is what the youth of America would call a quote unquote smoker of a show. Uh, I hear it's a litty. (laughs) I spent that whole sentence like white knuckling going, what word is he about to say? (laughs) Next week, we are featuring October 29th, 1977, from the Evans Fieldhouse in Northern Illinois University. All right. Um, also known as Dave's Picks number 33. Um, and taking just a quick look at the set list, the very first song that jumps out to me in set numero uno, actually, the two that's to jump out to me is we get an El Paso, and it must have been the Roses. Yeah, Roses um, would be cool. Um, also yeah, oh, a loser. Yeah. I'm a big loser fan. Um, yeah, this looks like a pretty good set list, doesn't it? <laughs> I I've not to tip the hat, but I, I've heard this show before, and I, I like this show. All right. What um what Dave's picks number are we up to currently? Like we're in the forties. Forties, right? Forty right? five. Yeah. No, I think forty four just came out. Okay. So really, in the grand scheme of things, this really isn't that late of a re- of or too old of a release as far as Dave's picks goes. No, um, it's only from uh, twenty twenty January of twenty twenty. I bet nice. you I've I bet you I've heard this too. To be honest with you, I just don't remember it. Um, yeah. And anyway, um, it looks like set two. Um, oh yeah, birth of good loving, friend of the devil, estimated eyes, Saint Stephen, um, Black Peter, yeah. Sugar Mags. Yeah, this is gonna be great. All seventy seven. My go to Grateful Dead hot take is that I like uh, Fall seventy seven more than Spring seventy seven, and this is a good Fall seventy seven show. I'm excited to listen to this. Absolutely. Or so we may find out next week. Absolutely. And Nop tells everyone he meets that he likes Fall seventy seven better than Spring. <laughs> it doesn't fail to even... mention it either. <laughs> it's got a button. People's... He just points to the button. <laughs> Yeah, I see anybody wearing a, a Grateful Dead shirt, anybody who's like, I like Touch of Grey, anybody, I have to let them know, first thing, that Fall 77 is better than Spring 77. It's what that makes should, you you. That should yeah. be our first um, bumper sticker release, is Fall 77 <laughs> is better than Spring 77. <laughs> yeah, me. if we could, whatever the more aggressive equivalent to a t-shirt is, that's what I would get with Fall 77 <laughs> is better than Spring 77. It's a red cap with white letters that says that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That would really be making the driving the point home though. <laughs> Make fall seventy seven great again. Anyway, let's go ahead and do yeah. our um our bookkeeping for the evening. As always, please smash that subscribe button and like and share with any and all of your grateful dead loving friends and family. Um, you may find us at wherever podcasts are downloaded, except for ones that rhyme with Snotify. So if you use a service that rhymes with Snotify, you will not find us on that. However, you will find us on almost any other podcast platform. 
Uh, you may find us directly on the web at helponthewaypod.podbean.com. You may email us at helponthewaypod at gmail.com. You may find us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Grateful Dead. And Grateful Dead channel is relaunching on December 5th, uh, 2022. And Ask why lives, December 5th? Uh, because me and the wife are going on our little anniversary trip for our first year. And I'll be home December 5th and I will have time to do it. <laughs> Word. Congrats, yes. man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, yes, uh, December 5th, uh, twitch.tv slash the GD channel. Um, that is it for me for the evening. Any parting words from you, friends? They say that's all there is. So, I guess that's all there is. Thank you. Good night, folks. Thank you for listening once again to another episode of the Help on the Way podcast. Without a warning, you broke my heart. Take it, baby, torn it apart. And you left me standing in the dark. Said your love for me was done. Come on, baby, baby, please. And I'm begging you, baby, because I'm on my knees.
Get a little lonely in the middle of the night. I need you, darling, to make things all right. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Baby, please. Baby, please. I'm begging you, baby. Begging you, baby. Get on my knees. On my knees. Turn on your light. Turn on your light. Shine on me. Let's shine on me. That's all I want to know about. <laughs> That's 
soul I want to hear. And I know sometimes that I can wake up early in the morning. That's right. Just before the day is dawning. Get kind of lonesome, cause my baby sitting next to me, sitting around nowhere, nowhere to be found. No, 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 she not. No, she not. you can do, cause you want a little girl by your side, now I tell you something, if you ain't got her, that's your fault, cause it ain't none of mine, in fact, I might even have her, the one you've been looking after, but that's okay too, but I want to tell you about my girl now, I want to tell you how come she make me feel so good, I want to tell you how come she make me feel correct. 
Sometime I wake up early in the morning Just a back window when a day I'm done in I get kinda lazy and I get kinda hungry too And I want my baby And I just reach over Reach over my left shoulder I just tap my baby on the back and say Hey, uh, must she wake on up? She said, Daddy, I've been awake for two, five hours now. I just wait for you to tell me and I get back to it. That you make me feel good. I just got to reach over and touch her. And say, hey. She said, hey, back. Yeah, she do. And all I need just a little bit of a love light. Huh. I just say, hey, baby, turn on your light just a taste. And she do. That's all I need. Just turn on your light a little bit. Huh. Make me feel pretty good. Yes, I am.
Spanish lady come to me, she lays on me this road. Rainbow fire around and round the tremble, then explode. Left the smoking crater of my mind, I like to blown away. Deep came round and busted me for smiling on a cloudy day.
came across an empty space. The Kremlin exploded, it's a bus stop in this place. Came by and I got on, that's when it all began. Down on the hill, at the wheel of the bus to never ever live.
Well, they say that's all there is, so I guess that's all there is. Thank you.